you, know, you have consumer sentiment so so poor? So you have lag and lead indicators, I guess. Uh, the equity market's always a lead, uh, I guess, to what they see going forward. And so consumer sentiment can be a lag um, indicator in terms of what people are reacting to as opposed to what they're preempting. So in that sense, there is a, there's, a, there's a natural gap which may be sustainable if we can see consumer sentiment turn more quickly. And I think there's elements of that that's shown with some of the, you know, the re- reenactment, if you will, or the, the re-engagement of people into society after this uh, big lockdown. So uh, that gap will maintain for a while. But um, too early to say, I think, Pete, uh, I think we're still very much in the middle of it. Um, there is that risk of a second wave, which I think will keep people pretty much on edge. I don't think people will be jumping straight back into everything as per normal for some time yet. Toby, have a great weekend. Thanks very much. That's Toby Lawson, Head of Global Markets at Societe Generale Australia. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. And down in Australia, the SX200 is off about 1.1%. Uh, the Nikkei 225 in Japan down about 0.2%, and the Cosby is off about half a percent in South Korea. Looks like the Hang Seng is also going to lose about half a percent at the open. That's about 120 points, taking the index down to around 23,000. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil this morning trading at $35.14 a barrel. Uh, Brent crude, uh, uh, gold, that's trading at $1,722 an ounce. Thank you very much for listening this week. Do have a great weekend and join me again on Monday morning for Money Talk at 8 o'clock. Pack Chat's coming up after the news with Hugh Chiverton and Danny Gittings. The weather forecast, mainly cloudy, a few showers and isolated thunderstorms. going to be sunny intervals during the day and a maximum temperature of about 31 degrees. And the outlook is for occasional showers and sunny intervals in the next couple of days. And it's going to be hot early to midweek next week. Temperature right now, 27 degrees, 90% relative humidity. With a half-hour news summary, here's Samantha Butler. The US, Britain, Canada and Australia have said in a joint statement that China's national security law in Hong Kong will curtail individual liberties. The statement came after the NPC rubber-stamped its approval for the draft law, which will ban activities that harm national security. Beijing says the bill is necessary to prevent violent anti-government protests. Washington has said because of China's actions, Hong Kong doesn't warrant special trading status with the US. Adam Schiff, the Democratic congressman who chairs the House Intelligence Committee, says China is taking advantage of the coronavirus crisis. Part of the reason why Beijing is choosing to do this now is that the world is confronting this pandemic. It feels everyone is busy trying to protect the health of their people and the health of their economies. So under cloak of pandemic, you can get away with this. But the problems of the world don't stop during the pandemic, and we need to be able to marshal that kind of international response. What Beijing will respond to is an international condemnation and an international pushback economically. President Trump has signed an executive order targeting social media companies after being angered by Twitter tagging two of his posts as potentially misleading. He said companies, including Facebook, Twitter and Google, had unchecked power to censor and restrict the views of users. On Wednesday, he threatened to regulate or close down social media platforms for what he sees as their bias against conservative voices. My executive order calls for new regulations under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act to make it that social media companies that engage in censoring or any political conduct will not be able to keep their liability shield. That's a big deal. They have a shield. They can do what they want. They have a shield. They're not going to have that shield. 
Officials in Moscow have sharply increased their assessment of the number of people who've died from COVID-19. The city's health department says it's now established many more people died from the disease in April than previously reported. Here's the BBC Sarah Rainsford. Moscow's health department has doubled the official count of COVID-19 deaths in April to over 1,500. It says this new tally comes after post-mortem examinations confirmed coronavirus in dozens of cases where a COVID test had initially been negative and in hundreds of cases where an autopsy determined that the virus was a significant factor in causing death, even when a patient had other illnesses. This new methodology is being recommended to Russia's regions and is likely to mean the death tally increases across the country. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Bank Chat. I'm Hugh Chivas and your co-host today, Danny Gittings. Danny, good morning to you. Good morning. So, the National People's Congress has approved plans for national security legislation for Hong Kong that bans activities that endanger national security. The United Kingdom says it will give greater visa rights to BNO passport holders unless China suspends the proposed security laws. And the US is today considering sanctions and other actions now that it considers Hong Kong has lost its autonomy. Meanwhile, locally, lists circulate online of government supporters and opponents to be targeted by one side or another. What happens next? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat and RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk. We'll uh, do our best to read out your messages. Or you can give us a call on 233-88266. We'll put you on air. The number is 233-88266. Uh, and uh, the Facebook page, once again, Backchat and RTHK uh, Radio 3. Uh, after 9 o'clock this morning, we're going to be joined by uh, Mark Seinemann, a columnist with uh, Next Media. Um, and uh, <clears throat> formerly of Republicans abroad in, in, in Hong Kong. So we've had quite a few sort of messages and discussions about uh, American issues. Uh, I think we'll, we'll hold those over till the second part of the programme, uh, till nine o'clock. Um, also, because there's kind of a lot of developments in a lot of dimensions at the same time, um, a, a few messages first. Uh, in general, uh, comments on RTHK, um, I think... Uh, obviously because of the position that RTHK is in, we would like to uh, hold those over until we can get somebody to talk about RTHK. I mean, get somebody, one of the critics uh, of RTHK. We have tried to do that. Um, we haven't been successful so far to get somebody uh, so that we can get an even-handed discussion on the subject of RTHK because obviously we'd be subject to uh, criticism uh, of bias uh, if we tried to do it without uh, hearing from the critics. Okay, moving on. Yesterday we did talk about... Stanley Ho. Uh, M says the legacy of the Ho Tung clan shares the same timeline as the legacy of Hong Kong, from a small fishing village to an international financial centre. Stanley Ho passed away shortly before Beijing endorsed the national security law to Hong Kong. RIP Stanley Ho, RIP Hong Kong. Andrew Kay says, is there any possibility you could find a guest who could logically explain which civil liberties we have lost or are about to lose? Sherman says, I see that some protesters active in certain online forums are already discussing the pros and cons of leaving for Taiwan. Someone raised a question about what's bad about Taiwan, apart from the horribly low wages. The other pointed out the earthquakes and poor judicial system with no trial by jury. On top of that, they have the death penalty in Taiwan. Derek says, the national, sec dear, dear Backchat, the national security law will not affect the legitimate rights and freedoms of Hong Kong residents. 
unless it does. I hope this clarifies things. That comes uh, from Derek. Uh, John says, what a load of rubbish we have on the various assurances as to the national security law. We already know the benchmark standard that provokes the national security services to action, that is, selling books in Hong Kong that criticise the regime. If there was no accountability over the booksellers previously when the actions were illegal, what accountability will be when the law is formalised? Will one of the state-sponsored stooges on standby on this programme answer? it that comes uh from john uh and uh allison says i see that here is media speculation that the uk government might grant uh, uk citizenship to the roughly three hundred thousand bno passport holders it will be interesting to see how many of those individuals would eventually choose to emigrate to a country which without doubt has been the worst run g10 nation in the past few years as demonstrated by the calamitous decision to leave the eu and most recently its tragic gross mishandling of covid19 and how welcome with those hong kong has been a country where unemployment is set to jump sharply and where, fuelled by Trump's xenophobic rhetoric, anti-China sentiment is on the rise. That comes from Alison. Thank you very much indeed for those messages. Backchat.rthk.hk. And we're joined for the first half of the show by Holok Sang. Holok Sang is a senior research fellow at the Pansutong Shanghai Hong Kong Economic Policy Research Institute at Lingnan University, and also in our Queensway studio by Derek Yoon, columnist and commentator. Uh, good morning, uh, Derek Yoon. Let's go to you first. Um, yeah, no problem. <clears throat> now, you last year you expressed quite considerable concern about the extradition bill. So, um, mm-hmm. what, what are your feelings on this national security law? Uh, we, we, we saw it coming, but uh, we, we, because uh, it is a huge embarrassment for, 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 for Beijing last year, and we, we never saw Xi Jinping that uh, helpless, that embarrassed, and that, that humiliated. So uh, according to some sources, it says uh, this was already planned uh, in, in, in October last, last year. But uh, I think it has some grounds in... in uh, you know, so-called promoting the national interest in 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 Hong Kong, as a lot of other countries have similar laws, but but uh, is is method is 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 way of uh, trying to, you know, add it to the annex free of of, of the basic law and then through uh, promulgation. I think that that is prob- problematic, and. And at, in in this in in the current uh, situation, especially when when the when the when the movement is still, is still on, when the anti-extradition bill is is, is uh, movement is still on, um, the opposition and the protester care more about whether this this uh, legislation or, or, or law is is uh, is legit or, or not. But I think uh, for the real interest of Hong Kong people, we really should look into. The, the details, uh, uh, particularly those on uh, those on the setting up of the uh, <clears throat> new institution, you know, national uh, security institu- institution in, in, in Hong Kong, and how how it will be implemented, uh, and and how will the the, the people be uh, be trialed in, in in Hong Kong? Now, for the uh, sake of full disclosure and for the benefit of our listeners, we should point out that you used to be a member of the New People's Party, which is a pro-establishment party, but you quit last year. That's right. Yeah last uh, September. Yes, okay, so you're no longer a member of them. But looking at the pro-establishment camp now, um, what do you make of the fact there is um, almost, not almost, there is unanimous support behind this proposal. Even some people in the pro-establishment camp who we've seen dissenting on other issues, they're standing full full square behind this, aren't they? Um, They they just have to, because... uh, 
even uh, Carrie Lam herself uh, show full support of the legislation, and and she even had to uh, personally go go to North Point uh, yesterday to personally sign the, the 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 not the form, you know, to give the signature to to show her support uh, to the to the legislation. So this this is uh, and but but that uh, signature. Uh, 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 event is is uh, organized by 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 the uh, pro-establishment party in Hong Kong. <laughs> well, let's see. Are, are you are you how are you feeling? Is this are you feeling optimistic about Hong Kong? Do you think this is the end of one country, two systems? Do you think we? Uh, I'm quite worried because um, if it came without uh, uh, the possible sanction from from the US, I think it's, it's just maybe with the one country, two system going to the second half. But but now with the, the possible, uh, uh, you know, in the intervention or, or, or sanction uh, uh, by, by the US, I think we may not be able to get to the second half. You think, okay, you, you think it'll be applied much more restrictively? You think that yeah, because uh, I think it's just the or, first. Do you think? Sorry, do you think the economy will be affected, or do you think that our freedoms in Hong Kong will be affected? Yeah, maybe with, with just the national security uh, law, I think we we will have some you know some real problem po politically. But but now, uh, if 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 that also uh, in, in invites the the you know in intervention or sanction uh, by the U.S., I think we we're going to face some economic. Hard, hardship as well. And what about the BNO issue? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, you presumably you, you may not have renewed it, but you're presumably mm. entitled to a BNO. Uh, most of your friends, I'm sure, are. Do you think a lot of Hong Kong people are going to leave now? Yeah, they are quite uh, disillusioned because uh, with with the introduction of of, of, of the law, they, they they find you know Hong Kong and and the basic law and the one country two system is is no longer the same thing. But now. Uh, not just actually not just uh the uk you know taiwan mm -hmm. and even the, the the u.s authorities they 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 are they have some uh signs they're showing some signs that they, they welcome hong kong people moving or, or you know immigrating to 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 those to these places so i guess for most hong kongers they are they are that the thoughts has been, you know, occupied by 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 leaving Hong Kong, in, in you know, instead of thinking what what is next for Hong Kong. Okay, let's bring in Holoxan, uh, Holoxan Senior Research Fellow, fellow at the Pan Sutong Shanghai Hong Kong Economic Policy Research Institute at Lingnan University. Uh, good morning. Um, good morning. And on that last point, I mean, we, we, we've we've lived through this before, the huge brain drain in the 1990s. And um, um, even last year, so many people were talking about um, emigrating. Surely now we, we're going to see another massive brain drain. Yes, uh, um, I um, heard that uh, Mr. Fox Chan Wan, you know, uh, he is a delegate uh, to the National People's Congress, and he, he said that uh, in the past uh, there had been episodes in which uh, there was a, 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 a collapse in confidence and people, people left, but in the end, those people who left actually are those people who lost out, you know, because, uh, mm. uh, in fact, uh, Hong Kong turned out not to be so dire as they had expected, and actually Hong Kong continued to prosper. Yeah. And so those people who had sold the homes and left Hong Kong um, eventually, some of them came back, but uh, found that they had to pay a much higher price, okay, to to buy a home. See, so um, history is history is uh, right uh, for uh, you uh, there, but uh, it doesn't seem to be stopping people. You you know the public sentiment. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, so yeah, many yeah, people, they, my friends, they, talking about yeah, it. 
sentiments, uh, the sentiments show that uh, quite quite uh, uh, a number of people vary. But um, I I think I would take the assurance from Beijing that uh, what they want uh, to prosecute in the end are just a very very uh, uh, small group, maybe zero point one percent, maybe maybe even fewer. You see, so it's not something that uh, uh, the the person in the street should need to worry because uh, uh, China actually uh, so far as I have seen uh, has stood by the basic law all along and uh, it is uh, some people in Hong Kong who didn't abide by the basic law in the first instance they had uh, tried to sideline the provision in the basic law saying that uh, the uh, the chief executive candidates have to be first vetted by a nominating committee, you know, but uh, people, quite a, um, many people uh, try to uh, just dump that article. And also, China, uh, Beijing has been waiting for 23 years, you see, for Hong Kong to self-legislate uh, uh, regarding Article uh, 23 uh, to ensure uh, national security. But uh, wait, waiting and waiting uh, till now, Still, you know, there is no sign of intention to legislate, okay, because uh, the opposition is so strong and it's impossible, you know, for, for Beijing to do it. You know, if, if, if Hong Kong will not honor its commitment to the basic law, uh, China has to take this action because uh, it is uh, um, under the provisions of the basic law, uh, under circumstances, such circumstances, uh, Beijing can in, indeed uh, uh, take the step. This is not a violation of the provisions in the basic. But this law. is not a small but number of people. It's not a small number of people we're talking about with this new law. This new law is going to uh, almost certainly going to make it illegal to peacefully call for Hong Kong independence, for instance. Uh, and you know yeah, from opinion yeah, polls uh, that is not that there's an, it's a minority, yeah, but it's not a tiny number of people in Hong Kong who support Hong Kong independence these days. And in fact, it's growing all the time. I think, uh, yeah, um, I don't think that people, uh, you know, after the, the law has, been, has, has, been, has gone into effect, I, I think fewer people will, will, will do that. And uh, I don't really think that, uh, that the law will be uh, um, uh, retroactive. So, so I, I think people don't need to worry, you know, because uh, uh, it is in the interest of, uh, of Hong Kong and in the interest of Beijing that Hong Kong... Uh, continues to be stable and prosperous. You see, it's really important to, to, to Hong Kong and to Beijing. So, so I don't think Beijing would have any incentive to do that. Beijing had multiple opportunities to take back Hong Kong well before 1997. You see, but, 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 but Beijing didn't do that, you see, because uh, Beijing wanted Hong Kong to stay the way it is. You see, and that is why the one country, two system uh, was invented, and that is something that, that we are so proud of and that Beijing is proud of and has always uh, indicated its commitment to the basic law. Okay, Derek, yeah? Uh, it's, it's okay, yeah, 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 okay. Will, uh, uh, try to denounce okay. the basic law, okay? Derek, that, yeah, that, yeah as, I, as, as I said, you know, the... Um, <clears throat> Using using the new law to uh, as a replacement of Article 23 is partially justified. But now we are 
creating a, the structural basis for the national authorities to undertake un, unprecedented control and surveillance in Hong Kong. We don't want to see secret police or secret service in, in, in Hong Kong. And it is rather clear that this time the, the legislation goes without with, with no public consultation. And I remember last time there when and remember how, last how time there was uh, uh, Article 23, there was some assurance that the legislation would comply with the provision under the International uh, Covenant exactly, on Civil exactly. Pre- Pre- Rights. has been waiting for 23 years. You see, I, I, I am quite disappointed by this development. I am myself concerned, you know, but uh, what else can, can, can Beijing do? And uh, but why, about, why, uh, why not have uh, half a year, uh, one see, year? Why you have forced it through? You, you don't have to force it through in, in, in two months. It's not, it's not going to work. You see, just imagine, okay, there's a consultation. What will people, what will end up with the consultation? People will continue to oppose it regardless. You know, with the fugitive law, you know, assurance notwithstanding, and the fact that it, uh, uh, it was drafted on the basis of, 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 of the framework of the United Nations, still people opposed it regardless. People didn't even uh, uh, take, uh, bother to, to look into the details. So you're saying okay. the point of a consultation exercise is to get people to agree? And if people yeah, disagree, the then that means the consultation, the consultation has failed? The consultation is, uh, is just uh, to prolong the turmoil. You see, and uh, t- turmoil is something that, that Hong Kong cannot, cannot uh, uh, um, uh, tolerate anymore, you know, because we, we have suffered so much already. Okay, Derek Yoon? Yeah, uh, Professor Ho, I know, I know you are giving up. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I hear from you. But we don't want unconditional uh, uh, surrender here. We, yeah, we there's, want no, to, there's no, you, no choice. <laughs> you see, just think about, think about Beijing's uh, uh, position. You see, um, um, shops and banks were, um, were damaged, you know, and uh, um, um, peace and order were violated. You know, people, people from the mainland and people who claim that they're Chinese, they were attacked. You see, all of these things is just beyond uh, tolerance. It cannot be tolerated by, by, by any country. But there are, see, there are laws. And, and people are, uh, police are, are prosecuting those, those uh, protesters. Yeah, yeah, but you know how much, tr- tr- uh, you know, how, how much effort they have, to, they have to do in order to do this. And regardless, the rioters still continue to, uh, to riot. You see, the, um, you see, the point is stopping the, the riots. The police cannot stop the riots. So you mean you the know? legislation is about stopping the, the movement? I mean, <laughs> stopping, the, stopping the riots, but, but, I'm, I'm saying. But that should stopping, not be the purpose stopping of stopping the, uh, the riots. The, the riots and stopping this, uh, this uh, uh, threat of uh, terrorism. You see, we, we are seeing uh, 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 serious explosives. You see, TATP. Okay, Hulok Sang, well, the, the, the trouble is that, as you know, uh, every kind, the mass demonstrations, the polls, the opinion surveys, and the district council elections suggest that, at the very least, a very large number of Hong Kong people are sympathetic towards yeah, these protests. They, they, you, they're uh, worried, you know, so, how do you deal with that? Isn't that the real problem? Isn't and that the big issue? And how are you going they, to address they, that? Yeah, um, well, the. You see, whether or not something tastes good or bad is in the, in the tasting, you know. You have to see the results. And I am not worried at all, you know, because I have no doubt about Beijing's sincerity to keep 
uh, uh, Hong Kong stable, just stable, you know, social social stability and and uh, free of, of 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 riots and uh, uh, free of these. Uh, uh, destruction, you know, to private property. Sorry, you know, sorry. Perhaps you missed the question, to, Professor Ho. To, to, how to do you? How do you? Protection. Yeah, yeah. The question was, you know, how do you address if you accept that a large number of people, even perhaps most people in Hong Kong, are sympathetic to the protesters? How do you deal with that? You can end the protest. You could do whatever you like to end the protest, whatever extreme measures you, you do like. What you've done this but week. How do you? Yeah. How do you change the minds of uh, when the mass of Hong Kong? It's the act. You just watch how Beijing is going to do and how Hong Kong is shaping up after after the national security law has been has gone into effect. And I'm pretty sure Hong Kong is going to, to to move on to better, you know, because otherwise, you know, Hong Kong Hong Kong's business environment is is going down a drain. Sorry, can I ask it? Look, I, I, yeah, look, I, I don't look, feel look you've really addressed the question again. By the economic intelligence unit, you know, e- economists. They're saying that Hong Kong's business climate plummeted, you know, uh, in the wake of this uh, uh, fugitive law uh, controversy. Okay, one more time. How do you how do you change the minds of, of large numbers of Hong Kong people? Yes, yeah, as, as I said, you know, after uh, uh, 1989, did people's mind change? You see, it's people's mind change because on the mainland and watching developments in Hong Kong, people were satisfied that 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 you know after after Tiananmen, uh, nothing dire was going to happen. You see, and and the economy uh, recovered and it was not a problem at all. D- Derek, Derek, you that's true. I mean, I mean, perhaps you're too young to remember, but <laughs> 1989, and it was extreme trauma. For the city, I think it was a more traumatic experience than yeah. we're going through now. Exactly. To be honest, the, the city was shell shocked, and we, and we, and we did get over it. Do you do you think that we can get over this? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay, okay. Derek, Yoon? Derek Yoon. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm more worried about the exiting of, of foreign firms and, and, and capital as a result that of the introduction not, that of, is not of, of the law. I'm not worried about at all. Mm. You're not that's worried. Not about some, I'm not worried about that. You, you're happy if all the foreign businesses in Hong Kong leave, Ho Sung? Because um, you said you, you just said you're yeah, not I'm worried, sure right? So that I'm, means you'd I'm be quite sure happy. Would, but uh, but you see, the fact is that uh, 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 China is a magnet with its huge market, with its efficient logistics, with its uh, uh, stability, okay, peace and order, okay, and if highly efficient uh, government and an improving business environment. You see, the the civil code was just passed, the first civil code on the mainland. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know how well uh, the rule of law has been improving, you know, okay, since, that, uh, yes. uh, 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 <laughs> you, you know, in the last two decades. Okay. You just look at the, uh, the World Bank's uh, uh, worldwide governance indicators. Uh, China's rule of law in, uh, index has been improving and is now um, um, uh, about median in the world, you know, uh, from maybe uh, 20%, uh, you know, or something like that. OK, we've only got a couple of minutes, sorry to cut you off, we've only got a couple of minutes before the news, and I want to ask Derek Yoon something else. Um, yes. Derek Yoon, what do you think the chances are that the Leadership Council elections will be allowed to go ahead in September? I mean, we know what the results will be. I mean, pro-establishment <laughs> camp, admitting what the results will be, and China knows what the results are going to be. Um, 
it depends on on the when when the legislation will be introduced. If this is maybe if most it's likely too, August in the legislation. Yeah, August, August. If, if the disqualifying action is is a bit too 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 strong and if it backfires, then then it it, it may affect the the <clears throat> the election. But 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 still, I I, I think is is. Over fifty percent or seventy percent, I think is gonna is gonna take place because there will be too much trouble, too much criticism from 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 the outside world if if if, if they are not holding <laughs> holding election. But uh, a lot of but we are seeing a, a large scale disqualification of uh, um, pan-democratics and and. And and uh, the the dem- democratic uh, can- candidates. Okay, let's quickly yeah. ask Holok Sang about that. Holok Sang, you would presumably support disqualifying candidates who support the rioters. Would that, that be correct? Um, I am sure some people would be disqualified. How about I those who also, support the rioters? Would you? Uh, I'm say- also uh, pretty confident that uh, 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 the the DQ is not going to be uh, too too large. You know, because uh, uh, Beijing, it's not in the interest of Beijing or SAR, you know, to disqualify too many people. They just want to focus on those uh, few, you know, who really engineer the, the problem. Okay, some comments from listeners finally. Anthony says about 150 years ago, when Beijing imposed National Security Act to quell drug smuggling from foreign forces, China was attacked and Hong Kong was invaded by uh, Britain. History does repeat but it rhythms. No matter if China wants to uphold national security or not, there is always a narrative needed if the democratic legations want to attack China. So is that the beauty of democracy? Uh, Jeff says, wait till the rules about reporting Westerners' locations is applied as a national security rule as it currently is applied in China. I'm sure we will rethink this place is lovable, which is one reason many don't want to live or work uh, in the mainland. Uh, And... uh, Uh, let's break there for the news at uh, nine o'clock and say goodbye for the moment to uh, Holok Sang. Thank you very much indeed, Professor Ho, Senior Research Fellow at the Pan Sutong Shanghai Hong Kong uh, Economic Policy Research Institute at Lingnan University. Thank you for joining us once again. And thank you to Derek Yoon, who's economist and uh, commentator. Mark Simon uh, from Next Media will be joining us, as I say, after the news at nine. The weather first, sunny intervals and a few showers. There's a few thunderstorms around, 27 degrees now. Humidity is at 88%. Is being recommended to Russia's regions and is likely to mean the death tally increases across the country. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is Backchat on a Friday morning with Danny Gittings and me, Hugh Chiverton. We were talking in the first part of the programme to uh, Holok San and uh, Derek Yuen about the situation uh, in Hong Kong uh, and the uh, plans to introduce this national security law. Uh, we've had quite a few emails and comments on our Facebook page about that. We're also joined now in the second part of the programme by Mark Simon, who's a columnist with uh, Next Media. Uh, uh, about uh, We wanted to focus on uh, well his take uh, on events and also we've had quite a few emails on uh, the American attitude um, now that uh, Pompeo has said that uh, Hong Kong uh, is not uh, uh, does not have a, a recognisable autonomy. Um, some emails, first of all, and messages relating to our earlier discussion. Uh, Richard says, uh, "Danny, don't worry about the brain drain. There is an endless flood of more loyal people waiting to be drafted from across the border. This issue is one of the main roots of the current problem. The another issue just brushed as aside." by the administration. Uh, Anthony says granting BNO holders to go to the UK will be the reprise of the Windrush scandal as the UK needs a lot of people to fill up all those burger flipping jobs. 
uh, uh, let's see. Um, and uh, Richard also says a professor, Ho, I think, who openly says we need a security law because it's too much trouble, arrest people by conventional legal means. Obviously a deep thinker. Give me one of those professorships, uh, says uh, Richard. Uh, and then on our Facebook um, uh, quite a few comments, uh, which I recommend you, you have a look at. That's Backchat on RTHK Radio 3, the Facebook page. Uh, TC says, uh, regarding Western countries' initiatives allowing Hong Kongers to immigrate, such as the so-called BNO equalisation, a major concern I've, uh, is that this will also benefit Blue Ribbon supporters. I don't wish to see Hong Kong police force officers and their families allowed to emigrate. Uh, Tom says uh, there, the feeling that things are ending, a sense of crisis and urgency are common in many uprising and can have a cult-like intensity to them. The reality is more ordinary. Nothing will happen to today's street protests. A Chinese version of UK special branch will track down and jail a dozen or so protest leaders and their finances shut down and something akin to the UK's media impartiality rules will eventually set limits on the discussion of political topics and life will move on. Tom also says the protests in, in Minnesota are evidence that democracy does not fix everything. Uh, Sid says Professor Ho and all the pro-establishment comrades have to read CCP history, especially Chairman Mao's view on democracy and multi-party leadership before and after 1949. Then they might understand what is the truth behind all the CCP's so-called promise. Uh, Bruce says, no emails from Anthony, please. Looking forward to listening to the programme. Uh, uh, Gerhardt says, perhaps Hong Kong could add oil to our fight for freedom of speech in the first instance akin to the US First Amendment by demanding Second Amendment rights. So if we had a tyrannical government like right now, we might have the right to defend our First Amendment. Uh, Marion says Minneapolis called the National Guard on the second day of riots. Hong Kong went through six months of horrendous riots. Streets burnt, people died. Uh, Hong Kong's hand was forced. Beijing's hand was forced. Beijing is Hong Kong's equivalent of National Guard. Uh, uh, and uh, on the issue of uh, America, also Kenny says the White House and numerous American politicians have repeatedly criticised the Hong Kong police for what they consider as excessive force against uh, black-clad rioters who are hurling petrol bombs, torching train stations and destroying stores and infrastructure. It's therefore somewhat ironic to watch events involved in Minneapolis uh, where the police killed an unarmed black man and of course the Hong Kong-based cheerleaders, Washington cheerleaders led by the likes of Jimmy Lai and Joshua Wong will sweep Minneapolis under the rug such as the hypocrisy of their blind faith in the revered land of the free. Uh, Herman says the US, Britain, Australia and Canada call on China to honour the Sino-British Joint Declaration in a statement. Thanks to the incitement by various individuals and groups, Hong Kong is about to face the worst times of its recent history. While the pandemic leadership not only failed to condemn the violence over the past year, they're about to take their passports and flee to the West, leaving the rest of us to suffer. Thanks for nothing, you cowards. Peter says, according to Pompeo, Hong Kong's lost its autonomy. Uh, in response, China might consider equal countermeasures. For instance, American citizens have always had the right to enter Hong Kong without a visa. The privilege could be immediately revoked and all US citizens made to apply to enter Hong Kong through the same visas uh, processing channels on the mainland as the US does now not recognise Hong Kong's special status anymore. In another escalation, Senator Rick Stock just stated on Fox Business that every Chinese citizen is a communist spy. If this becomes mainstream policy, it might be prudent for China to assume the same of US citizens. Uh, Jim says, uh, Hugh, this is on the subject of Mark Simon. 
our next guest. Uh, Hugh, I am devastated. I really am. After his last performance on Backchat, why on earth is Mr. Simon invited back on the programme? He is pure evil. It is your responsibility to explain to your listeners who employs him and, more importantly, his history with the CIA. Appalling. That comes uh, from Jim. As I say, just, uh, Mark Simon is employed by uh, Next Media. Uh, and uh, also Alison says on Mark Simon, very disappointed to hear you've invited him back. I'll be turning off the radio before listening to his predictable rant. That comes from Alison, backchannel.hk.hk. Okay, uh, Mark Drum si- roll. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Simon, Simon. You really, it seems you have a really have a fan base among our listeners. I, I know, I know. You know, we've got, we've got cowardly Jim, as I call him. He seems. I don't. Oh, know on, let, 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 let's, let's not go into like that, actually. And, and let, 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 let's. I know, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> but let's, we, let's, it let's, is, yes. We, we, let's do it from from, from your know. your perspective, you guys, though. Ahead. What's what's going on? Yeah, as 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 you well yeah, know, I mean, there I, is this I, list. I think I think I think you have to go back. Well, first of all, you have to go all the way back, really, to I mean, my God, nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine, and that's when they started. I mean, this has been. I think you could probably fill a trash truck full of articles from the pro-Beijing press on U.S. interference in Hong Kong. I mean, it's been going back for, oh, my God, years, you know, 19, late 90s, 2003. Don't remember when 2003 happened, and that was basically a CIA plot in 2011 with the uh, 2012 with the national education. That was a plot. Uh, 2014 was a plot. Uh, 2019 was, of course, a plot. And, of course, now we're, we're, the United States is plotting again. The okay. sad thing is, to be perfectly honest with you, the U.S. really is not that involved when it comes to Hong Kong. So now that's actually a, a disappointing thing for many of us. What do you expect from the, uh, wa- the White House later today? I mean, the announcement is coming this week. That means basically today. And it's presumably yeah, being just, drawn we, we up just, already. We just, we, we just, we just yeah, well, we just—they actually hadn't come to final conclusion. My understanding was is they hadn't come to any final conclusion um, on what they were going to do. Um, we're going to hear from President Trump tomorrow, Friday, and you know we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, they were very disappointed at what happened at the UN today. It looks like the Brits and the French didn't show up. Um, so the U.S. looks and sounds like they'll be doing some things there tomorrow. Um, you know, I mean, I think. I think, you know, we can pretty much uh, count on this to be a continuing theme. Um, I think we're going to see some... Hong Kong has special status because it is an autonomous region from China. I shouldn't say autonomous region. It's an autonomous city that's basically treated differently. Um, It got this act with Chinese blessing. Let's remember that. Back in 1997, um, the Chinese were not all that upset. Benjamin, you know, they they welcomed the U.S. basically making Hong Kong a special place. And now they're not so happy about it. It doesn't mean you get to get it forever. Yeah, you said something important. You said that it's your understanding the Trump administration hasn't decided what to do. Does that mean, although we will hear from President Trump today, is it possible that an actual decision on what sanctions and so on will be delayed into next week? We'll hear from him him his time tomorrow. No, I don't think so. I, 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 I think Saying, I mean, if you read the statement, all he says is, "We found the violation, 
and we'll give you a call back, you know, come back for sentencing in a few days if you want to use that analogy. And so that's what we're about to hear tomorrow. I, I would expect it's going to be a staggered approach. I think the other thing that's going to happen um, uh, is that you're going to start seeing basically the U.S. move outside the Hong Kong uh, special economic relationship to affect some uh, change on people. Certainly, um, it takes a while to do these things, but certainly they've now got a whiff of a number of individuals who they think are bad actors here, and probably they and their families don't need to visit the United States anymore, which some of your callers and some of your letter writers seem to be happy that the United States shouldn't visit Hong Kong anymore either. Um, I so think you, there's a lot of Americans who would be happy with that trade. You think there will be sanctions against, U.S. sanctions against some individuals in Hong Kong? Coming. I don't think it's going to. I don't think we're going to see it right away, but I think certainly it's coming. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't think it's going to be mass. I don't think you're going to see uh, a police chief, a police officer. I mean, a po police chief. Yes, maybe can be on there, but I don't think you're going to see a police inspector. I don't think you're going to see a deputy head of the Justice Department. In other words, and, and it's probably not going to be Magnitsky related. How about Magnitsky is a very high bar. How about things like executive councillors, returning officers who barred candidates, those kind of things? I, I, I think you're not going to go too down, too, too far down into the weeds with this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, um, you know, it's everybody in Hong Kong, of course, is looking very much Hong Kong in the U.S. There's a lot going on, um, and I think also one of the things that's kind of odd here in the U.S. is there does seem to be an effort. Um, still in Capitol Hill at least, not so much between the campaigns, but still on Capitol Hill there seems to be an effort to still try to coordinate uh, some efforts in, uh, in how we handle, how the United States handles matters. Okay, a couple you know, of... Uh, in other words, all right, some reaction. Okay, uh, Anthony uh, in an email says, to Mark Simon, in the U.S., how do the FBI or CIA deal with treason and terrorism that menace national security? for election in America is not a menace to national security. I mean, that's a ridiculous, and this is where I've said people I know, that's a ridiculous point. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is in the United States, we're a democracy. If you basically want to run for office, if you want to complain about the leadership, you get to do it. In China, you get to get thrown in jail, and they're bringing that, they're bringing that system into Hong Kong. Okay, we've got, we got a caller on the line. We've got Mike on the line, I think. Mike, good morning. It's another su a different subject, but... Uh I listened to Phil RTHK talk about how Trump was going to uh, sanction or was going to uh, threaten to uh, uh, stop the multimedia. And it's not the case. And I just thought that, uh, I mean, he's threatening to take away some of their protection that uh, they've stretched to, you know, way past what it originally uh, was intended for. But he wasn't. He's not threatening to put a stop to them. Okay. And so, but you you keep reading the news saying that he threatened to put a stop to the multimedia. Well, Mike, I think we're more interested in what Trump's about to do on Hong Kong. Do you have any views on that? Do you think he should <laughs> sanction people in Hong Kong? He wasn't. He well. The, I, I'm asking your listen. opinion. Your opinion. I know, but all you got to do is listen to what he said. If he had anything really to say about it, and he had really strong feelings, you think he's going to not say anything? He's holding off. Because I don't, I think he's going to be pretty measured um, with his response. 
uh, where do you, where do you see him being measured with his response? Well, I, not to, not not very often, is it? If he thinks about something, he'll tell you right away. And so I think that the fact that he's delaying it is is telling you that he's 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 measured. Okay, thank you very much, Mike. Okay, Mike, thanks for your call, 233-88266. Jim, uh, in an email, this is responding to Mark Simon, says, Cowardly Jim, wow, he started again. Another trumpeter, no more, no less. Why doesn't he explain his background so we can all judge? Enough, no more, says uh, Jim. Okay, Mark, Mark Simon, let's not go into back and forth on insults. I, I want to ask you something, something hey, else. I'm sorry, I, I, I like getting a rise out of that guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop, I'll stop. Okay. Um, uh, no, I mean, I think the thing is when you talk about what Trump doing right now. I think Mike's got a reasonable point that Trump is somewhat measured on this. I don't think Trump gets up every morning, even in the fall. Um, you know, he views the trade relationship and the overall relationship with China as valuable. The only thing I'd say is I, I think in the last really six months or something like that, I mean, I should say the last four months since we've had this virus, I think the view on China in the United States has drastically changed. And I think also they're just getting a little tired of every time they turn around, um, you know, these things are happening. I, I was told uh, the other day that the president, his attitude on Hong Kong is why is Xi Jinping doing all these things that are basically causing trouble? In other words, they are fully aware in the United States that essentially they've just arrested these 15 activists under the old English laws. They've got all the things they need. In other words, if they want to suppress, they can suppress. Okay, okay, Mark, Mark, you know, you know, Mark, you have in very, you know, various capacities spent um, decades uh, putting Hong Kong on the agenda of the of the Republican Party yeah. and, and American governments. That's been your shtick. That's what you've been doing well, for, for a very long time. Party. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just talking about Hong Kong and bringing Hong Kong up uh, in in uh, in Washington. Um, do you ever regret that? Do you think that we're going to really that that is why we are now paying no, the price? Because, because, matter is it wasn't for the world and the u.s and especially international media attention you know they think this is not what china is doing right now what the ccp is doing right now is really not any other intention like i said we saw article 23 we've seen a variety of different efforts before we saw the extradition treaty um i i say this and i'm very i'm very very convinced of it, and along with most people who monitor U.S.-China, U.S.-Hong Kong relations will tell you, the U.S. would prefer, quite frankly, very much not to have this issue constantly come up. In other words, if you go to the Council of Foreign Relations, for example, Richard Haas, who's a much bigger player than I am, he tweeted out the other day, let's end the Hong Kong policy economic relationship, get it off the table. Why do they want to do that? Because they just want to go back to dealing with China. Most, if, if there's, a, there's a section of thought in America that Taiwan is a diversion. In other words, there's an anti-Taiwan lobby in America of China specialists. Now, fortunately, they have lost a lot of influence over the last few years. But 15 years ago, it's a regular topic to abandon Taiwan to have better relationships with China. And there's a lot of people who are wondering, what are you going to do for Hong Kong? Uh, what can the U.S. do for Hong Kong? Hong Kong is not Berlin. Hong Kong is Prague or Warsaw okay. or something else. In other words, it's inside China. There's nothing, there's nothing the U.S. can do by force or anything else to make 
China stop doing things in Hong Kong. Mike, they, want do, they want to do it. Let, let's focus on the impact of this new law on the company you work for, and perhaps even you personally. I mean, it, uh, you must be preparing for the possibility that Apple Daily's print editions will be shut down under the new law. I mean, they can't touch you when you're on the web if you're outside yeah, Hong I mean, Kong. I, 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 think that's, I think that's an absolute. I mean, I, you, you're, you're I taking that for granted, are you? I'm not taking it for granted right away, but I, I, I do think that's a possibility. I mean, I think certainly it's a possibility um, that we're going to see more arrests. I think, you know, there's, there's regular calls in the Chinese press for me to be arrested and for my of course my boss has already been arrested um, are you still going to are you going to be I, I, careful about being in hong kong you're, you're i'm sure you're aware you're on this list circulating no. on social media we don't know its authenticity yeah i'm 129 i feel i told I'm, you're well, insulting you're... beat me out you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm insulted i'm so still beat me out um also but you have to remember something too Cito was on that list and alan lee and they are no longer with us so Cito Wah. Yeah, he's on there. So the thing is, is that my, 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 my belief is, is that, look, I'll come to Hong Kong as long as I come to Hong Kong. Hong Kong's my home. I travel a lot. I've been traveling a lot for the last, you know, 15 years, largely because I run other parts of the uh, family family businesses as well. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm in Hong Kong basically about 100, 120, 125 days a year. Hong Kong's where I pay my taxes. If they decide one day I'm a permanent resident, if they decide one day through the national security law that when I put my thumb down and try to go through immigration, I'm not coming, well, that's what happens. There's not much you can do about it. But, you know, I'd, I'd say something. There's a problem in Hong Kong right now, and I think a lot of it's in the uh, expat community who, you know, expats basically are in Hong Kong to make money, God bless them. That's what they're supposed to do. But don't fool yourselves. In other words, like, you know, we're first. They're going to take us down first. But you know, who's, who's going to come next? You know what I'm saying? The international press is going to come next. Um, there's going to be other local media organizations that are going to have problems. I mean, I even talk to people who work for more moderate and the senior business guys at the more moderate, uh, uh, not, not so hated uh, publications, and they know their lives are going to change as well. What books you're going to be able to buy in the library? What books Amazon's going to be able to ship to you? Okay, all the environmentalists who love to run around doing everything in Hong Kong. Well, you know what? They don't really like environmentalists in China because you're basically you're an organization. So I think a lot of aspects of Hong Kong could change with this national security law. And it's one of the things I think that I have some, I wouldn't use the word hope, but I have some optimism that as they go to craft this law and draft this law, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that things things will happen because, really, in all honesty, um, Hong Kong. If Hong Kong ever loses its special economic relationship with 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 the U.S., the fact of the matter is that relationship is that 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 relationship that regulatory structure. Well, that means you lose it with everybody else too. In other words, the Australians will leave, the Japanese will leave. Um, you know, people people think it won't happen, but they'll leave. In other words, they'll depart. Uh, the, the, the Europeans will probably leave in terms of how their special relationships. So maybe somebody will live in Shanghai, maybe somebody will live in Japan. You know, that's it. And, you know, the other thing, the final thing, too, is, quite frankly, the actions of the CCP in this national security law, there is one major beneficiary of everything they're doing to Hong Kong, and that is the United States and New York City. In other words, the more they make Hong Kong less safe for finance, uh, 
the more New York City benefits because that's where people have to do business. Okay, we've got a caller on the line. We've got a caller on the line now. Uh, it's Anthony, I think Anthony, who uh, who emails us. Uh, good morning to you, Anthony. Hello, Anthony. I think he may have left, but we could go. No, to is he still there? We can no, go to, go to his email. Okay. Should we go to his email message, Hugh? Uh, if you like, yeah. <laughs> Read the email message. Uh, well, then you have to answer it. Hi, Hugh, Danny and Simon. Will you leave Hong Kong after the national security law is in place? No. Uh, none no, of your business, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying. Uh, I'll say oh, that. Oh, Danny, I, yeah, I mean, for you guys. But, I mean, I'm, look, I think people have to make... Obviously, own, uh, obviously you, choices, you say that the media is under threat, but, of course, RTHK is protected by its charter and we're guaranteed independence, so... There's no threat to RTHK. Yeah, so. we'll see how long we'll see how long they respect that. Um, but you know, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that I mean, I, 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 I actually, I, I am one of these ones. Like, you know, the funniest thing about when you see them, look, they attack my boss Jimmy Lai. They attack us because I think we're effective. In other words, you know, we do get things done. But you know, at the end of the day, those 15 people that they arrested are the moderates. In other words. Those are the people that are willing to do deals with China. Those are the people that were doing deals with China up until this latest guy, Xi Jinping, showed up. And so I, I, I am optimistic that basically, you know, hopefully cooler heads will prevail somewhere up in China. And even though we may get versions of a national security law, they will not fully implement them because um, that will be the second stage of well, what the United States and the world looks to do. I mean, what if we're, it's, it's not and, like... And I, if it's not like Lebanon or something, uh, but it's like Singapore, where you there are these restrictions and there are you know you don't have the same freedoms you have in Hong Kong, but it's okay and people get by I, and you know maybe we'll just end up like that. I, no, I think I think I think the problem you have is that essentially the nature of the regimes are different. In other words, one's a communist regime, one, one's uh, you know Lee Kuan Yew. Uh, it's really a stability regime that's based on stability, um, but, you know, there's nobody who's really worried about different knowledge and things like that. It's a much different, it's a much different animal, and also it's a much different animal that behaves certain ways internationally. In other words, the fact of the matter is, is that China's actions in the South China Sea, China's actions in other places are not going unnoticed, and I think, you know, even to the point now, you know, President Trump very forcefully just basically said, if you're a Chinese student and you used to be in the Chinese military, you're not a student in the U.S. anymore. You're a Chinese military at university. You're gone. Okay. And I think that's a response to this aggressive Chinese espionage. Literally. I mean, look, China's a superpower. If China was a democracy, it'd be the greatest country in the world. It's not a democracy. It looks like it's becoming the greatest threat in the world. And, you know, and it's going to be, it's going to be treated as such. And if Hong Kong does not have its special economic uh, relationship with the United States and it's kind of in its own little bubble, then I think Hong Kong will just go down that way. You're not going to have uh, basically something in Hong Kong um, legal and then something in Guangzhou illegal once you have the PSB having offices and things like that. They're not going to make that differentiation. Okay. Uh, specific. That. I think the people... I'm sorry. A specific question from Mr. Pink, who says, can you please clarify with Mark Simon, does he expect Washington to remove Hong Kong's special trading status? No, I do not. I do not immediately. Not immediately. Okay. I, I think we're going to have to see some of the things. 
Um, I do not expect they will do that. I think they may trim around the corners, you know what I'm saying, a little bit. But I do not think they're going to remove it. I hope they do not. In fact, okay. you know, what, what about, a lot of people have been counseling about it. What about the BNO thing? Do you think the, that will uh, amount to very much? And, and do you think that the the U.S. might have some kind of similar, you know, adjustment to visa regulation? Well, I mean, I, I, think any, I think any country that took in a million Hong Kong Chinese would benefit greatly from that. But I, I, I don't know what the Brits are going to do with the BNO. I, I, I actually really think that's not the priority, even in the U.S., okay. the simple fact of the matter is, if we make visas more available to people, that's great, but it really doesn't, and, and the people who end up taking advantage of that, one of your one of your people wrote in the other day, he said, you know, I don't want people from the blue camp going over. The simple fact of the matter is, if we open up 200,000 visas for people, all that leaves are, the, to be okay. honest with you, are the moderates, I mean, not even the moderates, just the middle class. Let me, you know, to, to, the to guys fin- in Moncasa. To finish off, Mike, let me go back to the point I asked earlier because it's an important one. I mean, how seriously do you think uh, do you take the chances of Apple Daily being shut down under the new law? Is it something you're actually making preparations for? We heard of some uh, online um, uh, pro-democracy um, publications are moving their servers outside Hong Kong. Are you a- actively preparing for it, or is it just something lingering in the background? Something lingering in the background. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, you, we, 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 if, if you start moving off, we, we've had this. Um, I've thought it through many times. If you start making provisions to leave, then you're going to leave. In other words, and it doesn't take, we have, a, we have a presence, we have an Apple Daily presence in North America, we have an Apple Daily presence in uh, Taiwan. If we need to, then we just start working from there. But I, 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 would, I, would, I would think it would be very interesting. I think that would be, again, that, that's what I'm talking about. In other words, the U.S., if you start shutting down Apple Daily, then you'll start doing it. And by the way, you're just not going to take out Apple Daily. You're not. You're going to take out the stand. You're probably going to take out Tom Grundy over at HKFP. You might even take out AM730. You know what I'm saying? And you know, so it's, we're not going to be the only ones they take out. Even maybe uh, uh, some of the other smaller bloggers and things like that would have to go too. So we'll see what they do. You know, we'll see what they do on that. Okay. And, uh, but it's, uh, it's, uh, no, the idea that we sit around and we have contingency plans, no, that would be my area. The fact of the matter is we really have not. Okay. It's a digital world. You know, you can do it anytime you want. Okay, well, Mark Simon, thanks very much indeed for joining us. Columnist with Next Media. If you want to know more about Mark's background, uh, then you're welcome to Google him. <laughs> I don't believe everything you read, but uh, there is, there is uh, information there available. in the background. Yeah, if you want to uh, find out about uh, uh, Mark Simon, who's been a guest on this program for many many years uh bowen finally in an email says one suspects that the new national security legislation is not just for hong kongers but also for foreigners who the extradition bill last year was designed to deal with the vice premier han jung reportedly said last year there were four groups of people the extradition bill would target as the cold war between china and the west becomes more serious beijing may uh see an increased need to have the capacity to reciprocate against cases like the meng Wanzhou case and hong kong could be useful in that regard being an international hub with a huge human traffic with the West. Though the crucial aspect of the new law is, of course, the stationing of mainland security agencies. If all cases are going to be tried in Hong Kong, as some now say, why is it necessary to have such agencies in Hong Kong? Listeners have already pointed out the existence of the police's security wing, which has taken over the work of the special branch. Could it be that there will be different categories of cases in future, with the police and the local courts dealing with the more routine cases, and the mainland agencies handling and effect the dispatch to the mainland of individuals in more serious cases? 
and in cases in Hanjungs for categories of cases including foreigners who will be useful for the mainland authorities to get their hands on. That comes uh, from Bowen. Thank you very much indeed for that, Bowen. Thank you to uh, everyone uh, who commented. Anthony has one more thing saying, sorry to miss your call. Mark Simon, I think democracy is more a threat to the world. Look at how many people the democratic US killed around the world. That's from Anthony. Thank you. Uh, Danny Gittings, uh, many thanks to you. We'll be back uh, with uh, Mike Rouse, who's on the list. <laughs> 200 odd. Uh, he's uh, a Chinese national after and, all. So. Yeah, he is. That's right. And writes for the China Daily uh, as well. So it's an interesting uh, situation. Anyway, back at 8.30. Uh, here's the uh, latest weather information before we go. Sunny intervals and a few showers forecast for today with some isolated thunderstorms in the afternoon. Maximum temperature about 31 degrees and the outlook there will be occasional showers and sunny intervals in the next couple of days. It'll be hot early to the middle of next week. 28 degrees at the moment and the relative humidity is at 86%. To prevent the spread of COVID-19, try flexible working hours and staggered meal breaks. Wear a mask on public transport. Avoid crowded lifts. Try not to hold large meetings and reduce face-to-face -face contact with colleagues. Avoid meal gatherings. Stay away from crowds after work. Wash hands frequently and keep the workplace clean. If you feel unwell, stay away from work and see your doctor. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details. 934, the news now with Samantha Butler. Private doctors are urging people to be tested for COVID-19 even if they have only mild respiratory symptoms in a bid to detect silent transmission of the coronavirus in the community. Ho Chung Ping, the president of the Medical Association, says at some point Hong Kong will start opening its borders and testing is the city's best defence. The US, Britain, Canada and Australia have said in a joint statement that China's national security law in Hong Kong will curtail individual liberties. The statement came after the NPC rubber-stamped its approval for the draft law, which will ban activities that harm national security. And a ceremony will take place in Hungary today to mark the first anniversary of the sinking of a tourist ship that killed 28 people. 26 of the victims were South Korean tourists. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Designer Interpreter of Beethoven. As well. Oh, so shy, quiet and retiring doggy cats, co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is a really for adults, it's not really for cats. Good morning. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Hello. Decipher what's happening behind the myth. Good morning. In-depth interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew.